Hello, I'm Patricia, welcoming you to the 51st episode of the Haiku P podcast. I hope you were with us for the previous episode of the podcast. I had the opportunity of reading haiku from one of the masters, Shiki, and from so many talented contemporary haijin who joined me in exploring the topic of pain. Sounds weird, but it was a joy to put it all together. The haiku came from most corners of the world and varied in emotional content from the serious to the humorous. And I just want to say again, thank you to everyone who took part. While I was putting it together, I was struck that so many of us have a desire to take photographs. Robert Horovin got in touch and suggested quite rightly that our photography is the act of deliberate observation, which is what unites the two forms of creativity. After all, isn't that what haiku is about? Observation. It was a little light bulb moment. Thanks, Robert. And it also reminded me that I must put Heiga on my list of topics to research. In this episode, I'm continuing to examine the subject of Japanese aesthetics by trying to understand Wabi. I'll see if I can come up with something myself, and then we'll go and visit with an old friend that we haven't heard from for quite a while, Devon Harrison from Vancouver in Canada. Now, as I said in episode 47, which looked at Sabi, as a Westerner, I may not immediately comprehend the full meaning of Wabi, so I'll come back to the subject in later podcasts. And in this one, I'll take an approach which could be described as simplistic. And you know, if it's too simplistic for you, you can send me an email and tell me what you understand by the term, and we can build our knowledge together. While I was reading about the subject, I was interested to learn that Wabi is thought of as the aesthetic of the people, much as haiku is the poetry of the common person. This idea originated in the 16th century, when warlords ruled Japan and were conspicuous in their consumption, whilst the everyday person had to be satisfied with what they had, hence Wabi. I came across a number of definitions of Wabi with regard to haiku, but let's start first with one from Alan Watts. Alan Watts advocates that Wabi is a more difficult idea to comprehend than Sabi. He describes it as the amazing eternal reliability of nature. And I took some time to try and understand what he meant. And it came to me while I was sitting on a terrace in Spain. I'd gone there to try and avoid some of the really chilly autumn winter here in Switzerland. And it was warm, but the grey skies and the rain were getting me down. Quite suddenly... The sun shone through a chink in the grey clouds and began to create an expanding shimmer of light on the grey sea. I felt the joy then in the cycle of rain and sun, which is part and parcel of life on earth, at least in my part of, of earth. This flip, the change in mood from a feeling of sadness to one of consolation in nature, is apparently wabi. I give you this haiku from Donna Ryan in the United States. Gentle rain, the leaf mould's sweet scent rising with the mist. At this stage in my study of haiku, my simple mind prefers to think of Wabi as an austere sense of beauty or quiet contentment with simple things. I like this definition from Suzuki, in which he says, 
Wabi is to be satisfied with a little hut, a room of two or three tatami mats, and with a dish of vegetables picked in the neighbouring fields, and perhaps to be listening to the pattering of gentle spring rainfall. It touched me, because it's something my mother has been trying to teach me for as long as I can remember. And Kenko, in his essays in idleness, reminds us that branches about to blossom or gardens strewn with faded flowers are worthier of our admiration. And here are a couple of examples. The first, from Bernal Lippi. The gravel layer of a caved-in bank, November light. And this, from Elizabeth St. Jacques. First snow, the neglected yard, now perfect. One last thought about Wabi. Is it only applicable to nature? Jane Reichold suggests not. She maintains that Wabi doesn't have to be about nature, that it can also be expressed or understood with man-made examples. She writes that frayed and faded Levi's have the Wabi that bleached designer jeans can never achieve. And so I give you another example from Bernal Lippi. Broom straws, permanently bent, winter solitude. Well, I was having a lot of trouble writing with a sense of Wabi. I often got the phrase part, but no fragment was forthcoming. Then this morning, at the very last minute, as I settled in the hairdresser's chair and thought about the current state of my garden, this came to me. So, here you have it, fresh and unedited, from my head to yours. The rose bush sheds its final petals, autumn leaves. And then I began to play with the idea to see if I could create a Sabi version. And so it became The last petal detaches itself, autumn leaves. In the first, you have the sadness of seeing the final petals falling, which turns to joy at the sight of the colour of the rose petals mingling with the autumn leaves. So it's wabi. But in the second, you have the sense of loneliness. The last petal falling into the autumn leaves. Petal singular, all alone in the pile of leaves. And now I welcome back Devon Harrison, our well-travelled retired teacher from Vancouver Island in Canada. He's been interested in haiku for many years. Indeed, he studied East Asian studies at the University of Toronto. He started his poetical life writing long-form poetry, which he continued for many years and with some success before he returned to the haiku. In 2017, his haiku book, Meeting Myself at the Gate, was published and can be found on Amazon. Why not take a peek and discover more from Devon? Perhaps one could say that his haiku today conforms with Kenko's idea of Wabi, and so here it is. Late autumn, cold winds scatter maple leaves over the graves. Thank you, Devon. I hope we hear from you again. Lastly, a little bit of housekeeping before I go. I have at last put together the topics for submissions for next year, and you'll find them on the submissions page on the Poetry P website. I look forward to having lots of emails with all your wonderful work. And then, just to let you know, the next podcast will be December the 10th. I'm going off-grid for a little while. So forgive me if my response to emails 
is a tad slow. I hope to spend this time writing and walking, enjoying the great outdoors, and just maybe I'll have lots of haiku to share with you. Thank you so much for coming along today and listening. It was super to have your company, as it always is. Keep writing, and it would be just fabulous if you start thinking of haiku for next year. There are all sorts of links on the website, but if something's missing, just let me know. Ciao!